0: what's up gopher fam it's your boy kendall shell one of the hosts of outside the barn we are coming with a whole new season of podcast and we're here for season two episode one let's get it go gophers Welcome, everybody, to another season of Outside the Barn. I am Kendall Shell. along with me and my co-hosts, Trevor Mbakwe and Blake Hoffarber. Been a long offseason, but we are excited to get back to talking hoops. But first, before we get into hoops, let's talk a little bit about life. Trev, let's go, man. How's the off season been for you?
1: Offseason's great. I can't believe it's already college basketball season again. It felt like it went by so fast. Um, but my off season was great. I'm um, a new job now. I'm at AD at a activities director at Tartan High School now. So it's a big move for me. So that's been fun and enjoyable to, to kind of get back to the, the east side of the, the metro. Uh, a lot of schools that I played against growing up. So uh, that's, that was fun for me. I had a good summer, good off season.
2: How about you, Blake? Good, man. It's good to be back. Uh, I had another addition to the family. So I finally got my boy. I got two girls and a, a boy that's about 13 weeks old now named Perry. But uh, had a good off-season, doing well, still in the same job in the insurance industry. Um, but just happy to be back, happy to be uh, have Feast Week come up here pretty soon and start talking basketball again.
1: You say you're having five more kids?
2: No, I don't know about that. Maybe maybe <laughs> one, but we'll see. Three is a juggernaut right now, so – Hey, man. So
0: you got the kid, you got an AD job. Can't really top either of you, but life's been good, man. Still down here in Dallas, the only Gopher fan in Texas. So that's been fun. Uh, Down here, still in the sports entertainment industry, same job. So that's been going well. But just like y'all, man, I mean, I'm excited to talk hoops. I'm excited to get back to it. Uh, Just being around all, you know, the athletes and being in the industry, it's like, College basketball, Minnesota basketball, still everything to me, and that's that's what's in my heart. So I'm just excited to get back into it. Uh, Trev, man, with, with Tartan, you got some guys coming to the gopher soon?
1: Hopefully. That's 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 what that's why I went there. Definitely I'll be recruiting as much as I can for Ben. Trev, <laughs>
0: do,
1: you, don't, do not turn to the AD to start sending your players to Wisconsin. No, never, never. I'll make sure they fail before they go to Wisconsin. <laughs> Hey, you got all the athletes down there in Texas, though. I know you got to – Can you send some up here? I do bring Marcus Carr back. You know,
0: you're right. you right. It's some real. It's some hoopers down there. Some football guys down here too. We do need to start recruiting down here more. I don't basketball wise have. I mean, I don't know if we recruit that much in Texas. You guys have a lot of Texas recruits on your squads. I'm trying to think who we had. Yeah, Trey. No, I don't remember. Uh, we had
1: Charles Bugs. He was down in Texas,
0: right? Yeah, Bugs. Bugs was from Arlington. Anybody else,
2: um, I think it else? It? None, none what? of not, not a Meyer. I don't think
0: might need to, might need to make a switch. Try, try, try some down here, man. These guys can go. I'm not sure, man. I I'm think we got to sure. get them yeah, used to the climate up in
2: Minneapolis.
0: That's the thing; you can't get a guy to go from. I mean, you can, like, you can, but going into the cold like that, like, I don't think people realize how tough that is like it's especially for a recruit you got time to visit right the worst part about the basketball recruits you got to bring them in for basketball games and it's like negative 15 degrees so it's really hard to sell them on the campus during that time
2: man, well, you before you know, you bring texas them in now, in june july man you bring them in in the summer then they don't know
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but before you know it texas will be in the big 10 anyway so it doesn't matter
2: that's
0: right <laughs> I'm hyped man I'm hyped I'm hyped for everything coming with the Big Ten but I feel like some of these teams they're gonna have to figure it out because there's gonna be too many teams in the Big Ten soon here I feel like they're gonna be like yo you better prove yourselves or you going back to the pack
1: I still can't visualize it it's still weird to me to like think of like USC and UCLA in the Big Ten like I still like I still you know can't get past Rutgers and Maryland being in
2: the Big Ten like <laughs> the real question is when are they gonna switch the name I mean Big 10, it, that there hasn't been 10 teams in this league for 20 years, it seems like. So I don't know. They, they better – I think they got to make a new name pretty soon when we got almost 20 teams in the league now.
1: Yeah, that's, so that's going to throw everything off.
0: They really will, man. That USC and UCLA are going to be crazy. Like, what's the chances, like, on a weeknight, like, you playing out there, you have to fly back and you have, like, an 8 a.m. class the next day. Like, I'm sorry, but chances of guys going to class off those cross-country road trips, like, what, Rutgers and UCLA? Like, all right, yeah, go play UCLA at 10 p.m. Eastern time, and then fly back that night. You got classes the next day. Like, that schedule is just going to be a nightmare.
1: I wonder if they do, like, the Pac-10. Don't they play, like, their games, like, in one road trip, like, on the weekend, like, yeah, that Friday, I'm Washington, sure. that Sunday?
2: I'm not going to lie. I – uh Besides the school and travel, but it would be kind of nice in January to be out in, at UCLA. And oh, for sure. Hopefully you can extend it a little bit because I'm a little jealous of that nowadays.
0: No, as a player, it's got to be fun, bro. It's got to be so fun. I think when well, we played at UC, USC, Trev, were you on that squad? Yeah, you were, when we played at USC, like, that, was, that just felt good like to get out, get out of Minnesota, get out of normal Big Ten, gauntlet, and just go out there for a non-conference game. Uh, That was dope. So, yeah, I I completely agree, man. I completely agree. fellas. let's let's talk a little bit hoops. Now you got me itching. Now you got me thinking about hoops. So let's let's go ahead and get into it, man. Um, We just actually had our first kind of, I guess, big test, big game against Missouri. That was I guess you guys can jump in, but I would say there was a lot of excitement in that game mixed with the same amount of disappointment. That's probably that's probably the best way I can put it. It was a it was a close game. Ended up losing by two there, but we were up by what almost 20, 20 plus points. So there was a lot more excitement I feel like than we felt a lot of last year. Blake, I, I'll let you jump in a little bit, man. What what did you feel coming away from that Missouri game? Even though it was a loss, what what's your view on
2: it? I mean, I'll just be honest. I was pretty bummed at the end of the game. Just it's just one of those oh, this is Minnesota sports things again. I mean, if you're not from Minnesota, you know people in Minnesota always say that about the sports teams. But what I will say is, they surprised me. I wasn't expecting us to be up 20, or you know, I think a lot of people expected them to get to get beat pretty handily. I mean, Missouri is a good team. They were in the tournament last year. Sure, they lost a lot of their players, but they're a they're a good team in the SEC, and um, it's fun to play teams like that in the in, in the preseason. or or non-conference, I should say. But I was proud of how we played. Sure, I don't want to have a moral victory and be proud about kind of the outcome because a loss is a loss. But they played well. They were up 20. I mean, they were hitting shots at the beginning of that game. I mean, it didn't seem like a Big Ten game. They were going up and down the floor, throwing up threes, you know, hitting every shot, it seemed like. I mean, both teams were playing well. Um, It just, at the end, I'll just be honest, it seemed like we got a little conservative. We started just playing for the end of the shot clock. And, you know, the end of the game there, I, I just wish I, I loved we had the um, Cam Christie, you know, as a freshman have the cojones to uh, take those last couple shots, which is great as a freshman. And he's a top recruit and a talent. And I, it, it's good. He's willing to take those shots. But I also wish we would have gave um, Dawson Garcia a touch at the end, especially when we're in double bonus and chance to get to the foul line. But all in all, I was happy with the teams out, you know you know, aggressiveness, shot selection, just play against a team like Missouri, but bum that we got the loss. Trev, what do you think?
1: No, I agree. I mean, the biggest thing for me is just seeing the energy. Like, the crowd was involved. The players were happy. Like, it was something completely different than what we witnessed the last, like, 12, 14 games of the season last year. So, for me, that was fun, just seeing the barn be the barn. Um, you know, like I said, we made, we're may we making shots. You know, everyone's shooting the confidence. Um but also it's like it's a learn, you know, it's an early test. And I think, you know, obviously we didn't we didn't come away with the win, but these are some these are ways that you look back at in February when you, know, in, in the gauntlet of the Big Ten. And it's like, you know, now you're down to the last possession. How do we do this differently than what we did versus Missouri back in November? So I think it's like a, a great learning experience. You know, we have a lot of inex- inexperience too. So I think it was great for all everyone. But like you said, it's not a moral victory, a loss is a loss. I know the kids didn't leave, you know, the team didn't leave feeling good about it, but I definitely think there's a lot to learn from it, good and bad. Yeah, I think that adversity helps. I agree, Trev.
0: It it sucked for sure. But I think we do look back on it, that gauntlet of the Big Ten. Like, this is going to hurt. This is going to sting. And they can go look back at that last, what, 12, 13, 14 minutes of that second half. That's all they need to probably look back at the next day and see, like, how close they are. And that's kind of what I was saying a lot last year. I know it was a lot of times where, you know, we felt like we were just bottom of the barrel of big 10 last year but when i looked at the other teams they really weren't that much better like the difference between the worst and the best team in the big 10 is not it's not as much as it used to be to me like you really can compete in the big 10 in this day and age we're seeing that with like the michigans and the michigan states you know falling in non-conference games the teams that say they should be beating uh so i think the adversity is going to help them and also with to your point blake it was fun like <laughs> the first beginning of the game i mean threes they were running up and down. They were scoring. Like, that did not seem like a Minnesota team, right? They hit their first five three-pointers. Like, has that ever happened in the last three, four, five years? Like, it was bad. So, I think that was fun. I think that's more of a Ben Johnson brand of basketball. And so, I feel like, you know, as fans, I know he's getting a lot of heart right now, but we should be excited about that, right? We're not watching go for football where they run on third down. Like, at least we're out here firing. You know what I mean? So, I'm excited about it. I think the team's a lot different. What, they probably played eight, nine deep. Like, they play way more deep than the last few seasons, too. So, I'm excited. I don't know. I think it's a good style of basketball. Blake, I feel like you would have you would have thrived in this system
2: as a shooter. Yeah, man. In the first ten minutes, I was having flashbacks. of wish I would have been uh, playing this, this day and era, just with them running and gunning and shooting threes the way they were. I mean – the positive side is, I think, last year we we tried to do it. We just didn't have the the shooters. This year, we're having some shooters. I mean, we got some transfers yes. the portal that can shoot. Um, and, and granted, this last game over the weekend, they didn't shoot too well. But I mean, these guys can shoot. They got good uh, form, good good rhythm, good. You know, we just gotta have better shot selection. But we got guys that can shoot, so it's gonna be fun. We just need to make sure we're all hitting at the same time. And
1: can we just talk about how important how fun it is having Isaiah and Parker back? Like that energy, okay. that length, and like just like they're gonna once they get once they catch their rhythm, it's like there's so many different things we could do with that line of Ola Joseph, like they're tossing, like for you know, he hasn't even, you know he hasn't played more than 16, 17 minutes a game, really. So I'll, I'll be interested to see like if his minutes you know increase or if you know if that's kind of gonna be what he's gonna be at for the whole season. Yeah,
0: I
2: agree. Definitely Pharrell... yeah, I, mean, I think if we're gonna talk, go ahead, Blake. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I think to Trevor's point, I think if we're going to talk about kind of the X factors of our team this year, I mean, I almost think not one person, but it's the bench, right? Because if a guy's not playing well last year, he wasn't playing well. They couldn't pull anyone off the bench. They didn't have the kind of amount of players that could play. Well, now we got a squad. We got a bunch of players that can play. So if you're not playing well, Ben can go to the bench and say, hey, someone's going to replace you versus years back. He couldn't really do that. So I think uh, the bench is a motivator and we got guys that are just as good coming in off the bench like Pharrell Payne and Parker Fox and guys like that, that Cam Christie, that if I was a starter, you wouldn't feel comfortable. You can't feel comfortable with it, which is good because you're going to play your heart out and play as hard as you can and kind of. Try to be, you know, work as hard as you can because someone could be coming replacing you. So I think the depth of our team is gonna help just from a mentality purpose as well as keeping guys focused throughout the season. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I completely I completely agree. That's a damn, that's a hell of an answer for your best X Factor though, Blake. The team, that's a the bench. I mean, that's a you can't really I think that's right. I think you're completely right with that. But I'm gonna to try to give my X Factor as well too, though um to second that i think i think who you both mentioned i feel like pharrell i think there's something there like we talked about it last year pharrell has a all big 10 type talent i know maybe there's some injuries and he hasn't been playing that many minutes trev but you know when you talk about being creative with the lineups if we can still establish pharrell as just a dominant presence in that game whether it is six man, whether it is starting um whether it's 15, 20, 25 minutes, but just making sure he gets post touches because he's a player. Like, he's strong, he's athletic, he has pretty good vision, and this team can shoot the ball. And so I just think it's very important that they can establish that low post presence. I think especially, you know, at the end of games, like we saw in that last game, like they didn't score a field goal in the last six minutes, and it seemed like they were just the end of a practice scrimmage, you know, when you're just tired and you're just – you're going, you're just playing, you're just trying to get a bucket. There really was no identity in who they are as an offense. And I feel like Pharrell can be a big piece of it to play inside out for this team, just to open it up
1: a little bit. So for me, I think Pharrell Payne is a even big X factor. Right. Even if he's not scoring, like him being able to just draw fouls kind of gets into the bonus, like those small things that those details like, you know, now we're not forced to play one on one. We just got to get to the free throw line and make our free make our free throw. So for how big he is, he can draw five to six fouls a game just by ducking in and or just being a post presence, not even scoring the ball. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Who you got, Trev? Who's, Who's your X factor? Uh, for me, like I said, I, th- I think Parker and Isaiah, I mean, like to, to Blake's point, I think it's just our bench. I think, you know, just having more than five guys who can play. because you know, that's not, you know, that, that that's not, re- you know, realistic to win a big, t- not win the big 10, but just get through a whole season playing five guys, 30 plus minutes. Um, so I think Parker and Isaiah is just seeing like their energy off the bench and like, with, you know, just them being around long enough, being a little bit older, mature, uh, just knowing the game, I think just having that leadership from the bench and just, you know, having that length. So I like, I like the the different things we can do, you know, switching up from zones, matchup, full court press, like, you know, things to get us up and down the court using our athleticism, our quickness and our three-point shooting. Um, I just think there's a lot of different ways that we can play this year. I agree. I agree. Another guy that
0: kind of surprised me uh, was Mike Mitchell. I feel like he's someone that I think he has some potential. You know, he has a, he has a really good handle. I was scared because usually I heard he was a knockdown shooter. And usually when you're a no offense, Blake, when you're a knockdown shooter, the handle doesn't really come naturally. And so I just saw him in a lot of pressure situations where he kind of has it on the screen. Uh, but he has a quick pull up, right? He can get to it very quickly. And so to me, I want to I think we can keep an eye out on him. I feel like he's kind of, you know, a confident guy out there, brings everybody together. Everybody respects him. I think he can be an important piece and, you know, a surprise guy for this season from, from a shooting standpoint, from a scoring standpoint. And really just from a leadership standpoint, I think we saw in the end of that game, it's going to be important to see who's that leader on the court when things start to go wrong and when
1: they're on the road. The leader has to be Dawson. He's the leader, and he has to go out. And he's been playing well, like, the first game. I think he had, like, you know, 15 free throws. And- player of the week. Yeah, player of the week. Like, it's just like now it's like, hey, that's what we expect out of you. Like, that's the talent that you have. You're our best player. No, no question. So, like you know, now you got to you know, it comes with the territory. So, I think just him taking the next step. I think last year we kind of were back and forth, like is it Gabe or or not Gabe? Um, damn, Jameson. Yeah, James. Jameson. is it Jameson Battle or is it Dawson? Yeah, it's like who's who's our leader. So now is, there's no question. It's like yo Dawson. Like like you said like earlier, like there's no reason Dawson doesn't touch the ball at some point during the end of the game. I, I love Cam. You know, I love his confidence. You know, like that was his Kobe moment rookie year. But also, like, Dawson, like, you got to get the ball. You got to demand it, and that's what you have to do. Like, there's no reason we go six minutes, you know, at the end of the game without a field goal where we have, you know, the best player on the court, which is Dawson, on, on the floor. I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree. Cam isn't – Cam I'm, – I'm not mad at Cam taking that shot either. I know we all know the confidence Cam has when he was on the, on the pod. He's obviously breaking all of Blake's records. Uh, so, that was – I mean, he's trying to get that confidence right now. If he doesn't take that shot, then – if you don't shoot it, you can't break any record. So I like it. I, I like what you yeah, did there. Cool. And I think they're going to learn. They're going to have more and more moments where they're going to see, you know, who is that person. And to your point, Trevor, I think it is. It is Dawson. It's got to be Dawson. It's he's big 10 player of the week. Like you said, Blake, last year, he was one of the leaders on the team. Wasn't him. Wasn't Jamison. Now Jamison's gone. This is your squad. Um, so I, I hope, I hope to see that. I also, you know, I'll be honest, Trev, for me, it seems hard for a big man to be the the leader at the end of the game when he doesn't have the ball in his hands as much. Does that make sense? Like, I feel like there are also, who's that, who's that guard perimeter player that's going to bring everybody together as well too. Uh, but you know, Dawson's kind of in the middle, like we'll see him on the wing. We'll see him down low. So what are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh true. I mean at the end of the day guards win guards win game. That's why the NCAA tournament comes around. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, Zachy Purdue. you know, you're great, but then like who are you gonna give the ball to at the end of the game? You're not gonna give it to your seven footer. But Dawson's not your tip. Dawson's not me. Like, you know, when everyone can sag in because Dawson can play from all different places. You know, like you know, he's see he the ball up full court press. Like he he's so like diverse that he can he can be that person at the end of the game. I don't know if you want him just going one on one, but there's ways to get creative to get him like a pick and pop shot or like a way that he's attacking. You know, the opposite big man. But, um, but yeah, in the game, you know, we have to find another solution. You can't just say, oh, here, Dawson, go give him the ball in the post or at the elbow and go one-on-one. Like, that's not good basketball either to win a game. But I do think with Dawson's unique skills, that like, he can be a person that you can get the ball to within the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Trav. I think you – know I agree with Kendall, to be honest. I, I, there's a reason why the Big Ten has struggled in the NCAA tournament over the years, and I think it's because – a lot of times we're geared towards bigs versus guards where other conferences are geared towards more guards scoring, pushing the pace. And I think guard play, you know, if you have a, you want to have a big as a leader, but you also want to have a guard as a leader, right? Because to Kendall's point, they have that ball in their hands way more in the big, right? But to Dawson's defense, or I think he can handle the ball like Trev says, but I would have loved at the end of the game or, you know, at least in the past six minutes of that, Missouri game where we didn't score a field goal granted we were getting to the foul line a little bit because we were in foul trouble but even get get him at kind of the free throw line where you get him the ball then he can kind of make a jab step shot go to the bucket whatever but try to because he's not really a post-up type of player I mean he's not you know posting the guy up and doing a hook shot or anything like that he kind of likes to take it off the dribble a little bit we just need to give him the space and I think this year we have a team that can do that since we have knockdown shooters. Uh, we got guys from the three point line that can hit those shots, so defenders have to stay out, so he can hopefully have some more flexibility inside the three point line to do what he does best, and that's take to the cup, one dribble, pull up, etc.
1: But like you know, you remember Deshaun Thomas, you know, like run them off screens, like you know, have the other big man chase them, like things that they're not yep. used to. Now you have a switch. Now you can throw the ball to him in the post, and now like you know, now you got a smaller guy on you. Now you can you know make him work, and he could be that back down, back down, or whatever. Yep. I agree. That's a I good comp. I say chasing Deshaun Thomas office.
0: That's a good comp. He was, yeah, he was doing that a lot. And Dawson has that type of game where he could do it. They're both lefties, too, so I see it happening. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a good one. I think I think even getting them in, in more pick and roll situations isolated, Blake, and just getting them on one side of the court. I think more of those more of those actions could have been super helpful. But no, I, I agree. I think they're they're gonna figure it out. I think they gotta bring around, you know, who's going to be that leader in the guard position and also where does Dawson fit on both sides. But, yeah, like you said, Trev, they're going to have a lot of different lineups they can play. That's why they have this offseason these next few games. They got to try out as much as they can. Because when the Big Ten comes, we all know what's happening. So let's talk a little bit about Big Ten hoops, man. I want to to hear some predictions about, you know, how we can – how we see this team competing in the Big Ten this year. Because I'll be honest – even though we lost again, a lot of excitement still in my mind. Like we've been talking, there's a lot of talent on this roster. It's obviously a better team than last season. Uh, so I see this team competing. Like I said earlier, like I said earlier, not all the teams in the top of the Big Ten are just running over all the other teams. You know what I mean? It's not like the past years of the Big Ten. So the 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 room for being successful isn't as great, you know what I mean, in the past. So I think this team, if they can bring a few things together, I see this team competing in the top six of the Big Ten this season, but that's just me. You guys talk talk about it a little bit. Uh, I'll start with you, Trev, because it looks like you're a little surprised with that statement. But what do, you, what do you think this team can do in the Big Ten this season? Like, how do you see them competing?
1: On, so what's your final prediction that they're going to finish top six? Are we saying this? Are we doing this? Yes. Kendall, okay. So, which one? Six, five, four? Six. Guys,
0: six. That's top my prediction. Six? Lock it in. I'm not even –
1: that's okay. it. Go ahead. No, I like that. Um, Like, to your point, I think it's it's great. For the Big Ten, you know, all you got to do, if you win your home games and you steal a few on the road, you're right there. And, like, the, if we play like we did and get the crowd and the energy, like, we could be any of the teams in the Big Ten on any night, especially at home. Um, but obviously, you know, there's a lot of talent still. Um, Michigan State, you know how they are, always are in a non-conference. You know, they play a lot of tough games. They lose a lot. And then by the time Marshall Madness comes around, they go to the Final Four. But uh, I, I like our team. I like the energy. I think we're just going to continue, you know, better and better. So it, it's been fun to watch these last games. We're scoring points. You know, the energy's there. You know, I feel like they left last year in the past, which is great. Um, but I'll, I'll say I I'll say top eight. Blake? I like you.
2: No, I I like what you guys are saying. I mean, I think the one thing that we have that's if I would call dangerous this year is based on the first, you know, Missouri game and, you know, the prior schools of some of our transfer kids is we can shoot the ball. So if we get hot, it's going to be tough. Any team if they get hot. But I mean, we have a good chance to get hot and we got good, you know, players like Garcia and players like that inside. And if they all play together, I mean, we can be, we can be tough, especially at home, but I think the, the bad part is if our shots aren't falling, we got to figure out a different way to to score some points uh, in evidence of the last six minutes of the Missouri game as well. So um, I think we're going to be better than last year. I'll just say that. I mean, that's not too hard to, 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 to say, but I would say we'll be in the top 10. So hopefully hopefully they, they beat our predictions um, or my prediction and, and get more towards you guys, but... I think this year, I think the Big Ten is down. Um, I think we got some star players in the Big Ten, like Ed, etc. But I think the Big Ten's down. I think it's going to be kind of a, a cluster throughout the Big Ten on, you know, who can kind of get on a, a run for winning one, two, three, four games in a row because that's going to be huge. And we just can't get off to a poor start at the beginning of the season. I don't have the uh, schedule in front of me, but mm-hmm. – If we have a gauntlet to start, that's not going to be good because, you know, we're momentum and kind of people's heads go if you start losing and getting blasted game in and game out right away. But if we can kind of keep some games close and knock off a couple at home or maybe one on the road, I think the beginning of the year kind of sets the stage on how we're going to perform in the Big Ten. And hopefully we can we can go off hot.
1: Don't we open up against Ohio State again? (laughs) I think so. But if we do it?
2: Yeah, get yeah. after him.
1: <laughs>
2: Remember
1: how excited you, you, heard,
2: you heard Evan Turner. He said he never won at uh, Williams Arena, so. Yeah, he, you they're better him.
1: he better buy some more stock, Kendall.
2: Hey, man, I
0: tried to tell Evan about stock and go for basketball. He should have bought it. He's He went on national TV and say it was too soon. Well, now it's too late. He can't come on board anymore. <laughs> We've got the guys on the bandwagon. I think we beat that Ohio State team. And to your point, Blake, there's got to be momentum going forward. We have to protect home court. I think that's super important. I think, you know, they lost to Missouri. That was bad. But let that not be something that we get used to at home. Because if we do start losing at home, it's tough. The fans aren't there. And you know what it is. And you have to start bringing your own energy. So we just need to start some momentum in the season to really, really bring the fans there and just, just bring the excitement back. But, I'm still high on Minnesota. I've still got the stock for our squad. I think that they can play. I think they've got talent. And, Blake, to your point, I very much agree. It is a down year in the Big Ten. These There's obvious flaws on every squad I've seen, a lot of obvious flaws, actually. And So if we can just be tough and we can get through that Big Ten gauntlet and not have any slides like you talked about, I think, I think they can make something happen. And to both of your points, we'll, we'll, we'll end with Parker and Isaiah. I think those two are so important. Having those two on our podcast uh, in person in Dinkytown at Tony's, if you guys remember, like, I still think about just how mature those two were just to be able to fight through so much adversity through two ACLs, like in knee injuries, it's just, it's tough to do. And so throughout this big 10 season, I think those two in the locker room and on the court are going to be huge for this team um, as well as all the other guys. Like this is a pretty experienced squad. There's some guys that's been around the block. Like Dawson's been around the block a little bit. Mike Mitchell, he's a junior. These guys have been around the block. So, if everybody can really just stay together, fight through adversity, I think, I think something can happen. So I'm, I'm going to stay with six. Trev, I think you're locked in at eight, and then Blake, you locked in at ten.
2: Yep. Let's get it, man. I'm, I, I'm I feel excited. good about I it. I, uh, I I hope they do better than what I think. But I mean, I think I hate to say it, but it's going to be a lot better than last year. If we get even 10, obviously eight would be better. Six would be better, but I think it all depends on some of the guys. I would like to see Enan, um, you know, get a lot better throughout the year. I think the first couple games, he shot the ball well from three, the last game or so, I think he didn't shoot as well. And I want to see him to do a little more, kind of take the ball off the drivel and be a little more aggressive, but granted he hasn't played in two, three years. Um, and, you know, I don't know if he's hesitant with his knee and stuff like that. I mean, quite honestly, I've never seen him really play because he hasn't been around to be able to play and stay healthy. But I think if him and Fox – I mean, I liked Fox last game too to go off, bring energy. I mean, he's just a positive guy. And I think we need a guy like him, whether it's off the bench or playing on the floor, to kind of rile these guys up and be that nitty-gritty guy that we've been lacking the last couple years. I agree. I completely agree. Well, I'm excited –
0: I think we're going to stay close on this one. We've got the picks locked in. Uh, but this is going to be a fun season, fellas. I think I think we can stay close and hopefully we see a lot of player development and hopefully fans are excited. We need more excitement around the program. So, it's, I think it's going to be up to us to bring it and bring a real perspective cuz I think a lot of people are just looking at box scores right now when it comes to Minnesota basketball. So, I'm not going to have conversations with those people. Let's have conversations about actually what's going on uh and actually the growth of this program, which obviously is there from last season. So, Appreciate you guys, man. I'm excited for the rest of the season here. Thank you everybody for listening to another episode of Outside the Barn for Kendall Shell, Trevor Bakway, Blake Hoffarber. We'll see you guys later. Sky Ma. Go gophers.